Thank you, Jessica. Good morning and welcome to chapel service this morning. We're glad you're here. We trust that the Spirit of God will not only welcome you in, but speak to you as this chapel service uh, moves forward. We are cognizant that this is the world day of prayer, and so I'm simply going to encourage you to pray today for the sake of the world and for our place in it. Add to your prayers all of those that stand in the hurricane's path that uh, they will remain safe and well. It is my delight to welcome to the microphone for an announcement our young adult in global ministry recruiter, Hannah. Come on up. These folks will generously welcome you. There we go. Hi, everyone. My name is Hannah Wright Osborne, and I am a return volunteer from Jerusalem West Bank, where I lived for a year. It was a year that tested my boundaries, my faith, and my ability to be present in my new host community. Every year, the ELCA, or Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, sends out over 90 volunteers through their Young Adults and Global Mission, or YAGM program, who are between the ages of 29 and 20, 21 through 29 to 14 different countries around the world. Maybe you'll be learning how to cook maklube in Palestine or riding a motorbike throughout the rural streets of Cambodia, or teaching children in Hungary how to say pencil case in English. No matter where you end up or going, or you end up doing, you're asked to bring only one thing to your year of service yourselves. Come just as you are to learn and walk in the ways of our global church companions. If you are also curious, just like I was, about what it could be like to step into a new worldview, then perhaps Yagam is for you. If you want to learn more about Yagam, or if you want to hear some funny Yagam stories, or if you just want free lunch, I'll be here after worship, and we can chat. Excellent. Thank you, Hannah, and she's absolutely right. If you'd like to eat lunch with her, our office will buy. Just saying. <laughs> we're going to stand, we're going to sing, and in this hymn 532, verses 1, 2, and 4, once again, hymn numbers are always on the upper corner of the page in the evangelical Lutheran worship book. Let's sing and be loud. Nos reunimos en el nombre de Dios, Dios quien es bueno, Dios que está con nosotros, Dios a quien nos cuida, Dios que nos protege, Dios que es más que nuestros miedos. We gather in the name of God, God who is good, God who is with us, God who cares, God who protects us, God who is more than our fears. Amen. God of all, speak to us with deep wisdom. Teach us the yearning of all people so that we may touch each other more deeply with your care, hear each other more clearly, and walk with each other as companions. As you are mindful of us in this moment, Teach us to be similarly mindful of you and your many manifestations. Amen.
The reading today is from Genesis, chapter 32, verses 1 through 30. Jacob also went on his way, and the angels of God met him. When Jacob saw them, he said, This is the camp of God. So he named that place Manaim. Jacob sent messengers ahead of him to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, the country of Edom. He instructed them, This is what you are to say to my lord Esau. Your servant Jacob says, I have been staying with Laban and have remained there till now. I have cattle and donkeys, sheep and goats, male and female servants. Now I am sending this message to my Lord that I might find favor in your eyes. When the messengers returned to Jacob, they said, We went to your brother Esau, and now he is coming to meet you, and four hundred men are with him. In great fear and distress, Jacob divided the people who were with him into two groups, and the flocks and herds and camels as well. He thought, if Esau comes and attacks one group, the group that is left may escape. Then Jacob prayed, O God of my father Abraham, God of my father Isaac, Lord, you who said to me, go back to your country and your relatives, and I will make you prosper. I am unworthy of all the kindness and faithfulness you have shown your servant. I had only my staff when I crossed this Jordan, but now I have become two camps. Save me, I pray, from the hand of my brother Esau, for I am afraid he will come and attack me, and also the mothers with their children. But you have said, I will surely make you prosper and make your descendants like the sands of the sea, which cannot be counted. He spent the night there, and from what he had with him, he selected a gift for his brother Esau, 200 female goats and 20 male goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 female camels and their young 40 cows and 10 bulls and 20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys. He put them in the care of his servants, each herd by itself, and said to his servants, Go ahead of me and keep some space between the herds. He instructed the one in the lead, When my brother Esau meets you and asks, Why do you belong, who do you belong to, and where are you going? And who owns all these animals in front of you? Then you are to say, they belong to your servant, Jacob. They are a gift sent to my Lord Esau, and he is coming behind us. He also instructed the second, the third, and all the others who followed the herds. You are to say the same thing to Esau when you meet him. And be sure to say, your servant Jacob is coming behind us. For he thought, I will pacify him with these gifts I am sending on ahead. Later, when I see him, perhaps he will receive me. So Jacob's gifts went on ahead of him, but he himself spent the night in the camp. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, 
his two female servants and his 11 sons and crossed the, crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions, so Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The word of the Lord. Thank you, Don, for getting us into the drama. So that's where we are, in Peniel, the face of God. Jacob, alone and fearful about meeting his brother Esau, whom he cheated out of the blessing, of the family blessing and the family inheritance, confronted, confronted by a mysterious man whom he wrestled all night long. Some may interpret this man as God's angel, some as Jacob's consciousness, and I would like to look at it as wrestling with one's own fears. Yes. Later, as we heard, Jacob named this place Peniel, saying, here I saw the faith, here I saw God face to face. How do you see the face of God in the midst of distress? That's the question. How do you see the face of God? Who are the angels coming your way? And here's a personal question. Do you remember a moment you wrestled with fear? I'm really asking. I remember pretty well. It was here. It was the day after elections, when shock, confusion, dismay, distrust, and other emotions overwhelmed me. For me, this was a moment of a mental earthquake. The America I came to know and love shifted. I didn't know my ground anymore. We had a special chapel service that day. People came and shared their emotions. Pastor Scott preached about not being afraid of change, 
but I felt paralyzed, not being able to concentrate. After the service was over, I remember sitting just here, not being able to move, paralyzed. I felt fear in my body. Yet, I had no logical reason to be afraid. After all, I'm a citizen. I'm a law-abiding citizen. But nevertheless, fear took control over me. For the first time in my life, I was helpless, not knowing what to do. And this was a scary, raw emotion for me. Now, for those of you who know me, I come from Israel. That by itself should put you where I am. Throughout my life, I had many opportunities to encounter fear. Living in Israel for 30 years with constant conflict and war. Serving in the military through the first intifada got me exposed to fear as a survival mechanism. Then, for in my 20s and 30s, for decades, living with terrorist attacks, with buses exploding en route, with massive casualties, restaurants being targeted by suicide bombers, and lastly, when I was already a mom, having to evac evacuate my home with three young children. Then there were three, Norm was three, and my twins were eight, under a barrage of missiles and screaming sirens. Later, we were refugees in our own country for about a month, not being able to go home to Haifa, to our home in Haifa. That was the summer of 2006, Second Lebanon War. So I had my share of experiences. But all these times, I was worried, sad, but never paralyzed with fear. So what was different now? After all, elections were not a threatening, life-threatening experience, right? That got me thinking. Throughout my life in Israel, I was always surrounded by people. I always had something to do. I had friends and family to care for. Fear gave in to a sense of community, of brotherhood. For Israelis, the sense of all Israels are responsible for each other is real. In stressful times, Israeli people come together and aid each other. We have a saying, for those of you who know Hebrew, kol Israel arevim like you responsible, all of Israel are responsible for each other. Mutual responsibility. However, this time, post-election day, I felt alone, not connected, with no community to rely on. Our community of friends was shattered during the toxic time before elections. I had no one to take care for. 
and that gave in to helplessness and paralyzing fear. After sitting here for a while, couldn't move, I realized what Viktor Viktor, Viktor Frankl in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, conveyed. One can survive anything as long as she has a meaning. In his case, he survived the horrific personal losses and tortures of the Holocaust by taking care of his younger brother. And then later, taking care of people along his way. As a teenager and a young adult, Frankel found meaning in life through helping others. He was active in helping others. That's the point. Realizing that, for me, fear gave rise of activism within me, together with other millions of Americans. Many found a cause that mattered to them, organized in communities, and orient the mind from our own drama and fear towards helping other. Utilizing God-given gifts in a productive way is how I try to combat my fears. So where was God in your story, you may ask? For me, this is a tricky question. When we talk about providence, we talk about personal protection. It begs the question, what would you say to the less fortunate, those who were not spared of trauma, whose family members were killed or injured? I have no good answers. Throughout my studies and training, I try to understand. I can tell you this. I cannot understand God through theology or philosophy of religion. But I can feel God's presence working through and around other people and around me. I can feel and I can see how God operates in our world through and among people and nature. Whenever we are, he is. We are his angels. So the next time fear comes through the gut with no control, This is our survivor mechanism. Don't ask, what does God do for me? But rather, what can I do for someone else? How can I help alleviate pain, anxiety, and fear 
for the person next to me. According to the Jewish tradition, it is the face of the other we see the face of God. May God be with you and protect you. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we find solace in your companionship. We put our burdens in your grace. As long as you are with us, we shall not fear. Help us seek your face and recognize your presence in the faces of our friends and loved ones. Amen. May you feel God's presence and fear not. May you embody God's presence for others fearlessly. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Let us share a sign of God's peace with those around you.